Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Good Milf Podcast. Good Milf Podcast. With your host, Krista. It's fucking wild. Hey, hey, everyone. Sorry I'm late. I'm currently in my suburbia Sims era. I only say that because where I am located at the moment, I feel like I'm living in a simulation. Um, But it's been fun. Uh, I do miss talking to the digital universe, so I jumped in the studio really fast, aka the local library's study room to record. Hopefully the sound is okay. I think next time I'm going to try my mom's closet. So quick life update. I've been a little busy. Well, because one, I'm a PhD student now. I don't know why I didn't get into research sooner because it is my specialty. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but I will. I have always been that friend that everyone calls when they need a little investigative work. Um, But Dr. Goodmilth is coming in hot, well, in like a couple years anyway, as long as my dissertation goes the way I want it to. Um, And low-key, my mom actually tricked me into moving back home. She told me she was going on vacation, and I thought it was just going to be like a couple weeks. Homegirl has been gone for two months, Um, so there's that. I'm not mad at her, though, because my dad did have to have a fourth eye surgery, which, by the way, it didn't help him. Um, in any capacity, because now he only has one working eye. But on a positive note, he's growing out his beard, and when he wears his eye patch, he looks just like a pirate. So that's kind of fun. But, um, oh yeah, okay, back to my mom. I say, you know, she didn't tell me she was going to be gone for this long, but it's okay. I'm helping out my dad, and low-key, I feel like I'm healing my inner child. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that you not paying rent or daycare will do that to you. Um, But seriously, this is probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life, especially in this economy. Definitely the most responsible choice I could have made. It is super fucking expensive to be a single parent. Shout out to all the parents out there that are doing it with limited help or fucking no help at all because it really does take a village and not just for you know, help raising the kid. The mom needs her own village too, her own support system separate from the childcare village system, if that makes sense. But where was I? Oh yeah, healing my inner child. I feel like I've spent more time with my dad in the past few months than I have had ever have spent with him my whole life. My whole childhood, literally 27 years of my life, My dad was always deployed, so I didn't even really get to spend a lot of time with him. And now here, he gets to be a full-time dad again and a full-time grandpa. So that's been really, really fun because even growing up overseas, I didn't really get to see my own grandparents a lot or any relative for that matter. So it's really cool to experience and like third-person experience my daughter relationship with my dad, her grandpa. So it's really, really cool to see. Um, But on another note, could you imagine what it would be like back in the day, like hunting and gathering caveman days, um, where 
you had this proverbial, well, no, it was actually a real village because you guys were all fucking trying to survive. But, you know, back in the day, you know, everyone is helping each other thrive and survive. Who took care of the kids when all the hunting and gathering was happening? Because I know I like to go hunting at Target alone. So I can't even imagine it like trying to hunt for community meals with little crotch goblin tornadoes in tow. Like I know for a fact my daughter would scare off any type of wildlife out there and we would go fucking hungry. So there's that. But I know what you're saying. Future Dr. Goodmouth, didn't women do all the gathering while the men went out there hunting and brought home the bacon? So that was actually already myth busted years ago. Um, and it has been found that the contribu- contributor, contrib- God damn, and it has been found that the researchers and scientists that perpetuated that myth actually ignored evidence in their data that countered their fucking theory about man the hunter. Like, go figure, right? Um, Anyways, well, this belief was due to the idea that because, you know, women had limited physical capacities and they had the assumed, quote unquote, burden of pregnancy and lactation, um, they used that to argue that only men did the hunting while women took care of the children. And this theory persisted throughout time. But in the new science, per se, um, anthropologists have been looking at the damage in the skeletons of our ancestors for clues. And they found that the male and female skeletons showed the same patterns of wear and tear. So this essentially suggests that the male and female skeletons um, were doing the same things. They were both hunting large game animals. They were processing animal hides. Um, They did state that the research did state that male skeletons had higher rates of elbow injuries, you know, which based on that time frame would lead you to believe that they were spear throwers or used bow and arrows or whatnot. Um, All of those types of tools were invented around the same time. So fishing hooks, nets, bow and arrows, the spear, that was like that modern technology. And of course, not, no, I'm just going to say it. Women obviously always find way more efficient ways to do things. I mean, it's just human nature. Anyways, um, and other evidence shows that um, the Okta people in the Philippines They were hunting while they were pregnant, breastfeeding while they were on their menstrual cycles. And, you know, it's, you know, they weren't just the only indigenous people doing that. There was multiple other native cultures that practiced women were, women were also hunters. Um, But this data, this is the part that I find interesting. This data has been around for hundreds of years. And these researchers, when they invented the theory of man, the hunter, completely left it out. Like, didn't even acknowledge it. And to me, that is in-fucking-sane. And there's also been uh, graves of women that have been found where, you know, know, back in the day when they would bury their elders or their ancestors, you would bury them with their belongings and anything that was, 
you know, important to them. And they would find these graves of women with their, with hunting weapons and tools and things of that nature. And they wouldn't have buried them if they weren't using them. Like that makes no fucking sense. But anyways, but the article goes on to speak about the exercise science that indicates that women are actually physiologically better suited than men for endurance activities such as hunting. Um, you know, not to knock men, men are very good at excelling in short, powerful burst types of activities. So, which would make more sense because the muscle mass, men's muscle mass is a lot larger than women's. But in the same sense, think marathon versus power lifters. Women are going to excel in marathon type act- of activities, anything that has to deal with endurance, while men will excel in any kind of powerlifting per se. And this is all driven around uh, the powers of estrogen, which women naturally produce more of anyway. So while testosterone gets a lot of attention in the physical fitness world, um, estrogen is what plays a critical role in athletic performance. So men do have larger muscle mass, you know, their heart, the lungs, they can handle more. Um, but since women produce way more estrogen, um, estrogen heavily influences fine motor control, memory, and it enhances the growth and development of neurons, prevents the hardening of arteries, um, you know, all kinds of other scientific shit, which I'm sure if you Google, you can figure out. But I'm just stating scientific facts here, you know. But to me, this makes complete sense. I mean, why are women... Um, so good at thrifting and shopping and investigative research. Everyone has that one friend that can find out any piece of information on the planet. And it's been well documented that women have been historically used by the government. Uh, No pun intended there. But Time Magazine had an article about how housewives started playing a critical role in the CIA and getting information um, out of people. Um, and housewives would be put through the same anti-surveillance training as their CIA husbands and were able to better detect a spy in their surroundings. Uh, Anyways, but back to women hunting. So essentially, back in the caveman days, there was never a sexual division of labor. I also found this other discussion online, a.k.a. TikTok. Um, I think the girl's name, the TikToker, her name was Izzy Sink. Izzy Sink One. Um, she talks about, um, and she cites all her articles and books that she talks about and where she got all this information from, and how ancient women were the original timekeepers of their communities, and how this is based on the idea that there are 13 moon cycles a year, and women have 13 periods a year. So with this idea, women would have, only women would have the ability to accurately measure time. And with the ability to measure time, you have the ability to plan, uh, measure the seasons, influence agriculture, plan for the weather. And basically, when you can consistently and accurately measure time, you can ensure the survival of your village. Like, duh. I mean, it's already been documented in a lot of native and uh, native cultures that that was who controlled the land. It was the women because they had these internal clocks that where they could help keep and ensure the survival of their people. 
But I wanted to touch on something else about how the researchers that created that man the hunter theory ignored all the other evidence that showed them otherwise or that refuted what their so-called findings. Um, there's a lot of research that also shows there's no such thing as the alpha wolf or alpha deer or the alpha animal. It's all it's usually the eldest animal that is making the decisions and help plan. Um, but it was male researchers that, through the lens of a patriarchal society, were basically projecting their thought process onto the animals without actually doing any fucking research. Go figure, right? Anyways. But I mean, it just goes to show that how even years and after years, like all this research was also peer reviewed by other peers. So other, I, there's no other way to say this, other heterosis white male males were co-signing on all this shit. But now years later, as years progress, people, women, are redoing this research, looking at it a, through a non-biased lens and taking it for what it is. So it's always important to do your research, understand whose research you're reading, you know, and what are the underlying, what's the underlying integrity of that research. And if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. The end. Well, not the end of this episode, but the end of me talking about how um, you need to always do your own research and how women are also known as hunters. But now I'm just rambling. Okay, hold on. So you can probably tell that I've been bit by the philosophical PhD bug. I mean, I've been questioning everything. I don't trust anyone. I mean, there's a culmination of reasons for not trusting people, but you know how that goes. Uh, but before I came to Arizona, I was in Vegas for about five months where I was like dead set on living and thriving. Um, in a previous episode, I talked about how Vegas was one of the locations where my astrocartography said I would find a lot of discovery of life. Um, and I, if you don't know what astrocartography is, it's essentially like a birth chart, but it's uh, on the map of the world. And based on your birth chart information, it will mark locations around the world that would be good for you. I mean, or bad for you, you know, depending on your mindset and your birth chart. Um, but Vegas was one of the spots. And I was there for five mo months. And I figured out that I fucking love Vegas. There is always something to do, no matter what time it is. Japanese food everywhere. Literally any time of day, I could just run down the street and get any kind of Japanese food I want. It was fucking amazing. And that's another thing. Vegas is always awake. Any time of day, you can find something to do, which is a blessing and a curse and actually takes a lot of discipline to be able to control. I did get addicted to Aquaphor and eye drops while I was there. Um, I mean, but it was like my allergies. Um, they were freaking going crazy. And then it's so dry out there, like your lips are always chapped. Uh, but I was so addicted to eye drops, even my friends noticed and they were like, yo, you got to chill on the eye drops. Like your eye drop dropping is not healthy. Like you're doing it way too much. Um, 
but I've been sober off eye drops for a few months now. My allergies finally leveled out or it just got cold. I'm not sure which one it is, Um, but the eye drops are back in the medicine cabinet and I haven't had had to use them in a while. One weird observation that I did have was that, about Vegas anyway, um, was there's always random plastic bags just like floating around in the wind. I think one day I counted like seven plastic bags just like gliding around like little petroleum resin ghosts, you know, up and down the street. Uh, When I was there, I did work. I worked for the Paiute tribe of Las Vegas. That was really fun. I learned a lot um, as part of uh, working for them. Uh, It was a really, really good time. If you're ever in Vegas, uh, look up Nuwu. Um, It's associated with the Paiute tribe of Las Vegas. Um, They've got a really cool event space and shop out there. Um, I also learned that the local Vegas scene is so much more fun um, and alive than the Strip. I think I went to the Strip like once while I was there, Um, but the local scene is where it's at, and that is where you want to go to really experience like real Vegas. I mean, unless you're there for some shows, I don't know what the fuck, but like if you go to Vegas, you really need to experience the local scene. It's a totally different vibe. I met a lot of amazing people. Uh, Some I will never, ever, ever forget. Some I still keep in touch on the regular. Um, And some I already forgot about. But you know how that goes. Uh, But yeah, back to Arizona, my home now for a while. Well, I'm in this doctoral program anyway and see where how the wind blows me. Um, I actually should be working on my papers right now, so I'm probably going to cut this short. Um, But I just needed to vent about life really fast. Uh, But my new goal for the new year is to do at least one episode a month. Um, I've got some in the vault already. Some I recorded in Vegas, so I need to edit those as well. So this will be a lot of fun. But for now, we'll keep this short and sweet. All right. Deuces. You've been listening to the Good Milf Podcast. Join us every Monday as Krista talks shit and gives free advice based on firsthand experiences and scientific research. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on all platforms. Visit www.thegoodmilf.com for our latest updates and merch.